0: Hey, maybe I'll give you a call sometime. Your number's still 911?
1: Oh, righty then. So here we are all three of us docked once again for episode 104 of tell me where to turn
0: you know how hard it is to do a three-way dock (laughs) there's like geometry involved physics it's not an easy thing to do
1: lots of lots of talent it's like a 10-step proof (laughs) to get it done well episode 104 uh, get all three of us. You, you know me. I'm Glenn. You can find me at Glenn3_11.
0: You can find me at Tommy2_0.
1: And you can find me at Point Break underscore Ah, uh, that silky, sultry voice that we have not had in several weeks. If there was back a... by uh, by popular demand. There was
2: an outpouring of fans' support and. When I say fan support I mean the singular
1: use of the word fan. <laughs> One oscillating fan.
0: <laughs> there was uh there was some social media outpouring of why we had terminated your contract early.
1: I think I think it was probably bound to happen sometime. A lot of speculation out there for sure, but uh you also find the show Twitter at where to turn pod. Yeah. Just to get that, just to get that out there. Hey, so, you guys,
0: it's been like two weeks now, and nobody said anything about my cool mic stand that I have now. Just you guys let that go. Nobody's gonna comment on it.
1: Um, I noticed it last week. I just didn't say anything.
0: I was actually inspired uh, by KJ. He just looked so much more comfortable when we were recording because he had his mic you know. on a stand, and I was like, like he seemed naturally comfortable or something. <laughs> Like, they didn't even have to really try that hard. It was just, everything just happened for him naturally. And here I was, like, having to study and work really hard, think about what I was going to do, and hold my mic. And he just sat down, mic stand, and just just naturally went through it like he didn't have to practice or anything. It was amazing. I gotta say, I've, I'm enjoying it so far. It's quite liberating.
1: I mean, you look great. Well, you no, know, and then and then if friend... I, like,
0: need to tell a story, I can use both hands yeah. and... I can do this and this and make the rolling dice symbol, whatever whatever yeah, it takes. Great.
1: Great for an audio audio medium. So uh where do we where do we want to start? Do you just want to start with uh, maybe what Dave's been doing, our new our new segment that I just titled. <laughs> we can have catch up with post suspension,
2: Dave. There you go.
0: If it was going to be realistic, it would be Dave just getting ready to tell us what he's been doing, and then be like, "Ah, oh, never mind, I can't do it," and then we don't hear from him for three weeks.
2: <laughs> hey, things things happen. So, before uh, between the last times I was on the show, um, has anyone ever done? Because we, uh, I think, Glenn, you're one of yours is school age, right? One of your kiddos. Oh yeah. Definitely. Does your kid's school have the watchdog program?
1: (laughs) See, Glenn doesn't get too involved in what's going on at school. (laughs) So I'm going to guess yes, but uh, (laughs) is this some kind of stranger danger type thing? No, despite Uh, the name, it actually doesn't have anything to do with that.
0: Do they Um, require you to have two functional legs to do this? Because that may also rule out Glenn.
1: Tommy do you wear you... like a, a spiked collar around your neck and you're shirtless most of the time?
2: No, that's <laughs> that's probably how they do it in
1: some areas of East
2: Texas, but... Okay. <laughs> Tommy, are you aware of what it y- is? Yes,
0: very aware, but like Glenn, well, I'm between you and Glenn. I had awareness of it, but never never participated.
2: So, the watch dogs dogs is actually an acronym for (laughs) dads of great students oh man
0: that worked out pretty well well.
2: which is very confusing because essentially what it is is it's like you go and volunteer at the school for a day but when you think about the acronym it's watch dads of great students which is a an odd way to phrase but essentially what you do Well the, is yeah the you go, w- the
0: watch almost seems unnecessary like it should just be called dogs right Yes
2: <laughs> Um but my first grader really wanted me to do it so I signed up and here's what's involved Um first you know the generic background check and then you I'm get <laughs>
0: Yeah, how how invasive is this background check?
1: <laughs> I have no idea. Just asking,
0: uh, are you drinking a protein
1: shake? No, it's a it's a nice uh, strawberry milk, little, oh. little Nestle Quick.
0: Oh my gosh! Sorry,
1: Dave. Wow. Well, Ballard Club's forever. <laughs> it's <good> uh, <laughs> so I'll be I'll be eating a cucumber later. <laughs>
0: this is why you couldn't be a watchdog right here. This is exactly why they came over to interview you and you were drinking a strawberry milk and, and eating a cucumber. And they're like, Nope, you're out.
1: Yeah. This guy's just going to be watching the dads. He's yeah. not going to be watching the,
0: well, yeah, but the G and the G the and, and the, G in the acronym stood for something totally different, but anyways.
2: Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, but it's really weird like then they send you like this full like first you have to get a shirt like a commemorative shirt that says Watchdogs on it <laughs> and then they they send you like this whole list of basically it's how you're supposed to behave but it's like essentially it's telling you how to be a normal adult in that situation it's like hey don't talk about politics or religion with the kids. <laughs> and it's just like the stuff they have to spell out and the fact that I'm sure they have to do it because someone went way off the rails at some yeah. point. Is...
1: is it, is it kind of like one of the opening scenes from role models where they have to explain to not hug the kids from behind? <laughs> exactly. Boy, what a great movie.
0: That, is. Yeah, we to, I that, that That would be one to write down for a show review. I wouldn't mind revisiting that. I think so.
2: Man, are you getting slow mo, Tommy?
1: No, a little bit. I'm
0: not. Man, it sounds like he's drunk. It's really <laughs> yeah. funny.
1: I I think it might be great if it turns out that way. But yeah, I got a couple of slow mo Tommies there.
0: So it's so you guys are blaming me for the slow mo talk here. This is this is interesting because yeah. it looks it looks and sounds great yeah. on my end.
1: Oh, Okay.
0: Well, luckily, I have a well, second. We'll see. I have a second recording going on over here, outside of camera view. That's nice. a, a pure recording of my mic, so there will be no slow mo, Tommy, on the final cut. So just just get that out of your head right away.
1: Oh, all right, all right. Proceed with watch dogs. All right.
2: Dollars. So we'll get into uh, we'll get into it. So essentially, what you're doing is you're just like a teacher volunteer for the entire day. Like you have to get there at seven whatever in the morning help with carpool and then you're just in classrooms about half the day you're with your kid the other half of the day you're just in random classes of the same grade which is kind of strange but that's the way they do it but the the funniest (laughs) thing was if you've ever gone and had lunch with your kid at school at least the one my kid goes to they like, have a separate table, right? So, like, if you're eating with your kid, you don't sit with all the other kids. Like, they have a separate little table for just you and your kiddo to eat. When you're doing a watchdog, they encourage you to sit with the students. So, me and my daughter are sitting with the students, and there's this little uh, girl that she's friends with sitting there. And if you know from every... Kid-themed movie, Little Giants, Mighty Ducks. There's always the fat kid, the little fat kid.
0: Goldberg, the goalie, is that who you're talking about? Yes,
2: that's this girl, and like, like, her, her, can't even open her eyes. <laughs> like, she's just a extremely heavy little kid. Wait, so why would yeah. being
0: heavy and make you unable to open your eyes?
2: You Get the. Big face, man. Oh, oh man. I don't think okay. you can pull your eyes. So like you that. Need, Still
0: be yeah, you need to be careful where you go here. i I'm, I'm putting you on I'm putting you on probation right now. Just, but, just tread lightly with the rest of the story.
2: So we're sitting there and we're talking and you know I'm just trying to think of anything to talk to these kids about. So I'm like, oh you're you about happened?
0: if the wall. Like well, I mean, you think we should build this thing or
2: And I'm going through the like, oh, so what, you know, what are the cafeteria foods do you like? And what don't you like? And this girl launches into, well, I like this and I like that. And she's like, I can't eat that stuff at home because my mom can't eat. And she just like lists like sugar, bread, like all these things. And she's like, my mom has diabetes. (laughs) Oh,
1: wow.
2: And I just no sold it like a pro. I was just like, Oh, well, that's interesting. Wow. <laughs> that's I wonder if I'm glad I
1: was sitting down. With
0: <laughs> Never saw that coming.
1: Wow. But well, then, she, she might not be able to be in watchdogs either. Cause she also may not have two functional legs. It's not for long.
2: Um, but that was the, uh, the highlight of, of watchdogs. Um, the other, uh, quick update. So we, I think you guys talked about your Christmas vacations. I went out to my in-laws for, I think, four days. So my in-laws house is basically where the entire family congregates for every major event. Wow. So the like whole a, time Some type of there. compound? <laughs> the whole time we're there there's like 30 people in the house conservatively 20 of them are sick like oh, the entire time no. so
0: wait with like the the bathroom kind of sick <laughs> I don't know but like the all... kind that the dad's getting worried about the septic system at some point if it can handle <laughs> all this are the emergency sprinklers gonna come on
2: they're all they're all you know coughing and just they're all sick. So,
0: did that deter any of them from talking politics?
2: I think we stayed away because the family's very, uh, very split. So I think everyone has adopted the "let's just not go there" line, which I fully support. Um, but, anyways, we get home. Immediately after we get home, the wife gets sick. She goes to the doctor, she has strep, like test positive for strep. The next day, I start feeling bad. And I'm usually one of those people that, I don't avoid the doctor, but...
0: The last time I you decided, the last time you went, you were in the hospital for seven days with an IV <laughs> antibiotic?
1: Yeah, you're <laughs> almost eliminated from the watchdogs program. <laughs> but...
2: You you know, I don't avoid it, but I make sure I'm very sick when I go. They're like, OK, yeah, you have, you know, diabetes, respiratory, blah, blah, blah. You're you're in a bad, bad shape. But because she had strep, like the second I started feeling bad, I, I ran down to care now. The same care now where the dirty dead leg <laughs> incident happened.
1: I can't believe you went back there. Off. Like, what are you doing? So let me guess, did you, did everyone else, you know, suffer through this and you went to care now and they basically gave you a shot and you were fine right away?
2: Exactly. Like I got there, they're like, here's amoxicillin, here's a steroid. And like two hours later, I felt fantastic. And I think I've been doing this wrong my entire life. (laughs) Like it's a 30 bucks. You just go down there, they'll pump you full of something. Like the instant
1: you feel sick, you should go do it. That was my dad's trick that for I don't know how many years, I don't remember him missing a day of work because he was sick. And but when he felt bad, the doctor that he went to see, that was he'd walk in and be like, I think I have, you know, something like that. And I guess if it was anything close, they just gave him the shot. He's like, "Just <laughs> can you put it in my butt? I gotta go to work." And then there he, and off he went. And
0: that and that's why so many heads. so many sets of heads <laughs> in the Texas but area.
2: It's made me reevaluate like everything. Like, why not do that?
0: Well, have you I not have you still- not ever heard of? antibiotic resistant bacteria that that's why you don't do that is you're you're basically contributing to what will ultimately destroy the human race by getting antibiotics for things that don't require them
2: so is this are we under the premise that I don't want to destroy <laughs> the human race <laughs> so,
0: so uh, that's why but that's why you don't of, do that
1: speaking of uh destroying the human race can we can we take it to Glenn's Corner for Absolutely. Uh, just a few, a few minutes here? Another this, segment that I've just named. This
0: show has stopped being a team effort. has just turned into a bunch of individual performers just trying to get their high spots in.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna take us to uh Florida. That's in the uh that's in the US. It's in the southeast. Um you guys ever heard of the band Cannibal Corpse before?
0: I've uh, heard the name, but I couldn't tell you one thing about him. But I do know that's a real band. I know that uh, you're not so making st- that up.
1: I have a story. This involves Cannibal Corpse guitarist Pat O'Brien, which is just <laughs> that- a name that immediately drew me outside. Isn't that the name? <laughs> it was- well,
0: isn't that the name of the guy that got in big trouble with a secret recording from Entertainment Tonight and also the yeah. name of a restaurant in San Antonio?
1: <laughs> yes. And also the name of a guitarist who... <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to... You know how good I am reading on the podcast. But <laughs> he suffered an apparent break from reality last week. He warned his relatives of the rapture and that the aliens have landed, according to the Tampa Bay Times. Uh, let's see. He's been in the band since 97. He was arrested... This goes back a couple... Late December. Um... He was arrested for burglary and assaulting police as his home burnt down in Florida. Now, keep in mind, he set the fire to burn his house down. Well, how did he so, burglarize
0: his own house?
1: Well, I think he broke into the other people's house oh. to that was, a, was that his family to warn about the rapture and that and the oh. aliens have landed. Not okay. just one. But both. I, was gonna, I was gonna say burglarizing your own house is just moving. <laughs> Tommy just did that. So, after putting out the flames, the fire marshals discovered a makeshift armory in, in the rubble. He had Uh-oh. 50 shotguns, including one that was illegally sawed off, 10 semi automatic rifles, including ones like AK 47s, two Uzi style firearms, 20 handguns, and two flamethrowers. <laughs> When the house was burning, there were reports of ammunition going off inside, set off by the heat, though no one was hurt. Despite this, authorities still found thousands of rounds stored in boxes, metal cans, and ammo belts, as well as many other weapons, and three skulls, as in human skulls. Uh, Oh, no. Other than the sawed-off shotgun, all that Bren possessed weapons-wise, he possessed legally. And I don't think he killed anybody and like harvested their skulls or anything. I don't know how he got the skulls.
0: Yeah, I would like to understand how you could come into possession of a human skull.
1: I don't know. Uh, The guitarist arrest report detailed the night's events. So just before 7 p.m., he broke into his his neighbor's home, is who he broke into. When the people inside asked him to leave, he shouted that the rapture was coming. He pushed a woman to the ground and ran to the backyard with the neighbors calling 911 <laughs> and then finding O'Brien hiding behind a fence <laughs> after the police asked him to surrender he charged at them with a knife that's a real bad idea they subdued him with a taser and noticed his ha- <laughs> and then noticed his house was on fire <laughs> <laughs> he was booked charges of aggravated assault on a police officer and the burglary breaking into his neighbor's house the judge ordered o'brien to undergo testing for drugs and alcohol but later rescinded the demand probably i assume figuring i'm sure he's on drugs and alcohol (laughs) what are we what are we doing he's a guitarist in a death metal band he was released on $50,000 bail and reps for the band declined comment upon request cannibal corpse they're set to tour in support of slayer on the next leg of that band's final tour in north america in 2019 the group has yet to comment on how o'brien's arrest will or if it will affect the tour now this transitions to my idea is that did you not read the last
2: the last line of that article what where it's a Forrest Bale, a GoFundMe has been started by Glenn <laughs> 3 underscore 11.
1: No, I didn't see that. But my idea, directed more at one of one of you two, is if uh, one of you guys happens to finish last in the NFL playoff <laughs> picks contest, that you have to attend the Cannibal Corpse Slayer concert when it comes through town. With, with you, will you be going? Uh, I, you know what, if, if you were going, I would go with you for the show.
0: I'm going to have to now, really, problem... really try hard not to finish last. Cause I don't think I could
1: handle that.
0: And that is yeah, so only... far above what my comfort zone is.
1: Yeah. The only problem would be now that Tommy has moved. I, I looked and they're not traveling through the Tennessee area. Yeah. They, they do cr- pretty, pretty much only allow, downstairs.
0: allow competent musicians in this state. I don't know if you know that.
1: So just, just an idea, and I did uh, did a little other research, because one thing that stood out to me was he charged the police with a knife, and he wasn't immediately filled with so, you know the lead of a thousand guns. So do we feel yeah. like,
0: I was going to come back to that point, but do you feel like if he was in, say, I don't know, like the Temptations, or...
1: <laughs> if he knew the Commodores? <laughs>
0: Perhaps. Would, would we be having a good laugh about how funny it is that he was ordered to undergo psychiatric and drug testing? Or would it, would it be like, no human being has had that many bullets pumped into them in the history so, of the world?
1: Apparently the story is that the local police were aware that Pat was a little crazy and weren't surprised when he was hiding behind a fence from the rapture and then approached them with a knife. So they were kind of prepared for that. But with that said, if he was Lil Pat O'Brien, <laughs> yeah, they, they would have blown his head off and not thought twice about it. I have no doubt. The The officer was just
2: shocked as anything when he pulled the trigger and it was a taser. He's like, oh, oops. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, this is like the the white sequel to fruitvale station yeah it's probably not a movie y'all have seen but
0: but if there was video of pat o'brien getting shot would have somebody taken the video been like oh cuz <laughs> he's
1: sleeping he's sleeping <laughs> he sleep he sleep so oh. let's let's talk uh our nfl playoff picks just just briefly, and I go through them like game by game, but uh this should first week. Play weekend, by play, maybe. I cannot say that I did well.
0: I was did three. I all, was three and one.
1: Did we all pick the Cowboys to win the
0: Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> that was the only game I lost. I was I was surprised, and I'm I'm very proud of our team, of America's team.
1: I started out one and three, and <laughs> I should be zero four because through my picks, I consistently referred to the Chargers as being from San Diego. <laughs> when I haven't played in two years, so I am clearly last.
0: And you're supposed to be the sports expert of the show. Supposed to be. I was surprised. I, I was did. surprised Dave didn't have like you know, AFC and NFC teams meeting in the wildcard round and stuff like that, but. <laughs> His p- Dude, picks I'm actually look pretty clean. No, I, I've got this in the bag, and I'll tell you why. Because I saw this whole Philadelphia thing coming, and when New England gets beat next week, then my prognostication will be complete. They will not. New England will not be in the AFC Championship.
2: I don't think I have them in the... Uh, maybe I do. I, I was in another...
0: I'm in another pool um, that's, that's the same thing. It was just pick it through straight and... People in that pool were overly in love with the Bears, and I saw the Eagles coming. And I've pretty much won the pool in Wild Card Weekend. Like it's, I'm almost insurmountably ahead because it's confidence points pool, and so many people had but were using their twelve, eleven, or ten confidence points on the Bears.
1: Yeah, I don't think I could have. I don't think I could have gone with that. You don't put you don't
0: put double play. digit points on Mitch Trubisky. I don't care. That that's that's that, like no. foundational principles
1: of but, entering a pool. I'm just kicked in with Cowboys. So do we have a, a bet yet? No, we're kind of working on the fly here. As to I, I obviously I've already shared my idea, so I'm yeah. just waiting. Uh, well did I did I guys.
0: when I was looking through the show Twitter account, was there not a, a listener suggestion about a Amazon Prime documentary that we might need to add to the mix? I don't yeah.
1: know this one. Uh I think that was Tyler suggested that. Um it's called Lorena. Which I have to assume is about Lorena Bobbitt.
0: I would assume so.
1: Paris there are a whole so. lot of Lorena's out there. So, uh, are you suggesting that maybe the loser has to watch that and...
0: And do a full book report.
1: Yeah. That's, that's good. I like that. Well, I mean, since, know,
0: a, since, a, since a show listener brought it to us, and it's definitely a, on a subject matter that's very important to the show, which is the male genitalia, because we spend... <laughs> Probably 20 to 30% of every episode talking about it. I feel like that's a valid point. All right. Glenn, did you know, and this is long before you started watching WWE, that John Wayne Bobbitt, post-incident, obviously, because he had notoriety, did appear on an episode of
1: Monday Night Raw inexplicably? I think he was also in the adult film industry for a while, too. Interesting. He showed
2: up on Raw to save another wrestler who an opposing wrestler was threatening to chop it off with a katana sword.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is this is how bad WWE used to be. There was a a faction called Kaiyote and, and it was all uh you know Asian faction and there was this just hot and I don't recall what her name was, but basically there was another another wrestler that was a porn star like that was his gimmick. And his name was Val Venus and it was spelled V-E-N-I-S. So it was basically just one word or what one letter away. Just one letter yeah. away. And he was, you know, clearly like fooling around with the with the girl member of Kyantai. And they they were so mad that they caught him backstage, tied him up, and were about to uh cut it off with a sword. And then for no reason that he's not been introduced on in any other show, John Wayne Bobbitt runs out and knocks the sword out of the guy's hand. <laughs> and that was the end of the whole angle. That's where it ended.
1: And They just ran off,
0: yeah, it was wrestling was better then
1: he <laughs> said who I thought you were somebody else who just <laughs> ran off <laughs> pretty much
0: that was, that was oh. back when wrestling was better you know today like if hey. if uh Finn Balor was about to have that done to him,
1: <laughs> we wouldn't have. And have some c d figure dropping in on us um, we've talked for c d figures for like the last several weeks that race in North Carolina. I think we've got one more episode to cover to to wrap this up now, Tommy and I will be covering this as Dave has yet to watch any of it, and speaking of that, uh we put out a poll today just to see uh, as we've covered about to be eight episodes of this show. Uh how many people actually watched an episode as we've been talking about it? <laughs> Did you and put out the, the poll to or... Jason Myers? Because <laughs> <laughs>
0: apparently apparently it was just the three of us because that's why it ended up on the Discovery Go app. So
1: So there were uh out out of the votes, um 10% yes, 80% no No, but they, no listeners had watched an episode and another 10% were curious as to whether we actually did a podcast or not. (laughs) So I would say this is the most successful thing (laughs) we've ever watched because the whole point of this is just entertain and serve (laughs) ourselves and not anybody else. So,
0: so we're going to go ahead and get the mission accomplished banner unfurled.
1: I think so. And
0: let's review one more episode. (laughs) Why don't we?
1: I think we will this is was this they did seven or eight.
0: There was a total total of eight episodes in the series. Yeah.
1: Okay. So episode eight. So this is the finale.
2: Oh, yeah. How similar was it to the finale of Waco?
1: Huh.
0: Well, let's see. So, yeah, they they did have a helicopter flying around. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, Tim Brown was in both, so that's two things.
1: <laughs> yeah, there were women and children there. Um, it was mainly white people. <laughs> I don't know if they had any three wheelers at the at the racetrack. I think it's mainly four wheelers these days. But, Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. So this episode covers the last weekend of the season, we're down to the last race and really only three drivers still in contention for the championship. Now, Dave, you're not going to be mad that we're going to spoil it for you. Are you? Do you need to, you need to walk off? Yeah. If you need to plug plug your ears for a second. So, uh, Burt Myers, John boy, Brown, and Tim Brown are the only three, like for Jason Myers to win the championship. The three of them are going to have to bird box each other <laughs> before things start and just take a DNF, no points. Okay, so stop, only- let's
0: stop there. What if we brought it back for another season, but it was like bird box? <laughs> and like George the third just all of a sudden just inexplicably just kills himself right in the middle of the race. Do you think that would have at least let it stay on Discovery, the main channel, and not push it over to the app?
1: Like it's just a random, it's a random bird box. Like one driver is going to be affected. Well, in the no, like the race. like
0: they have a guy go in and just draw one number out of the pill box at the beginning, and then that person doesn't find out until they're on the track that they have to bird box themselves. <laughs> and it's totally at random. I mean, maybe even I mean, like for to... for more uh, fan interest, we could like bring back Eric Stagall to be like the guy that draws the numbers.
2: <laughs> but they do you... it to themselves, right? Yeah. We're not so, going to so, be inhumane here, yeah. Yeah. I was, it was gonna say, but, is, is Tony Stewart just driving around <laughs> like, oh, what do, I, what do I do now?
0: I would, I would think it would be like incumbent upon the crew chief to let them know they need to do it. So like Tim Brown's annoying guy would come out and be like, Brown, what do you want to do? You got a bird box yourself, Brown. <laughs>
1: it's time. He's like, what does that mean? What is it? What am I was supposed to do? i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> when they put that when they
0: put that cone out there <laughs>
1: you know what to do okay so anyway let's get back to the actual uh if that was here. better
0: than any episode this season
1: <laughs> oh oh it was great and we it, good drama set up at the beginning that uh you know they had to qualify and, and I was okay with qualifying this time because everything depends <laughs> on the race. So I'm okay with showing that this time around. And they have to qualify who goes out first is whoever is the lead in points. Right. And it's a disadvantage because nobody's been out there. Yeah, the you track know, hasn't had college. time
0: to build up rubber. The sun's still on it.
1: All. Everybody's still sober.
0: There. Yeah, a lot of problems here.
1: So Bert has to go out there first. But before Bert can even get out there, his car won't start.
0: We've all been there. (laughs) We've all been there.
1: And I believe it was just a battery.
0: Yeah, but but something I remember from my racing days is when you think it's just a battery, there's usually something more going on because the race car batteries, people generally take pretty good care of them. They shouldn't go dead. There's something going wrong that's draining the battery. Just keep that in your back of your mind.
1: Right. And that could have been the case, but at that this point, Bert though, right? Yeah. This is Bert. If it was Jason, he'd be
2: like trying to j- jump it off like a double a battery. <laughs>
0: That's all I got. Yeah. It's some, some battery he'd pulled out of like his wife's car right before the race. Like,
1: it's okay, honey, I'll bring it back in a few hours. Yeah. They would, uh, they would, uh, pull up the hood and be like, well, my God, this thing's full of cigarettes. <laughs>
0: He he's trying to run his car off a vape pen. How
1: it doesn't even work. So they start charging this thing in uh, in Bert's car, and they and they let it hang a little bit, like ooh, because if he can't qualify, then I mean he gets still still running the race, but he has to start on the back.
0: It's like it's like he would start like second to last, but Bobo would still be behind him, like even <laughs> <laughs> it's like he would run a time that was so slow, like the guy that didn't even get on the track was still faster than him.
1: Yeah. So and they were emphasizing that where he was in the points that he he had to finish with and I think it was six places of John Brown and he went and that was and over again that the, that's how the math was So he qualifies poorly unsurprisingly cuz he's the first one out there but he does make it around but if i remember correctly you know i think 16, 18 cars started, and he started like Bert started like 14. Yeah, he ran he ran
0: like a thirteen point eight, which is just garbage out there.
1: Yeah. And everybody else started that's in contention started towards towards the front. So that's where we are as we we hit the last Tommy, was a fifty lapper? Yeah. I think.
0: Yeah. All right. Because remember, remember Jason had the bold strategy like where he had put his pit crew on notice and he's like look 25 Hmm. laps into this race i'm coming in for tires
1: was it was it 20 or was it 100 and he came in sometime after 50
0: yeah so maybe maybe yeah maybe it doesn't matter but you may be corrected it may have been 100 but anyways he had he had kind of under the table made this plan that he was going to secretly come in for tires because nobody else was going to be expecting this and then he was going to make this in probable hard charge at the end of the race on four fresh tires. Clearly he's been watching too much real NASCAR.
1: (laughs) Which it and it sounded like a possible plan that could work, but then how it turned out, he just completely cut himself off at the knees because of the circumstances regarding his brother.
0: Right. Well you say you say it sounds like a strategy that could work, but be reminded that there's no pit road on this track, so to get four fresh tires, he literally has to drive off the entire track, go back, find his, you know, band of brothers that he's he's rolling with, the Dirty South Mafia, or Dirty South Racing. Sorry, got got my drivers uh, mixed up there, and then have them execute a four-wheel tire or four tire change and get back on the track without losing the lap. That's pretty hard to do.
1: It looked pretty smooth to me, but hey. But you've well, always I'm been a to...
0: you've always been a number four apologist though, so it's not <laughs> yeah, surprising that, that you would is, say that.
1: That is true. I'm always, you know, big dirty South. Uh, it's always got me. So uh, we get started with the with the race, and you know, John Brown is very much like, "Hey, I'm winning this race, and I'm I'm winning this whole thing tonight." And you constantly want to know where Bert's at. What place is he in? So they know, and, and again, it felt like about every three or four laps, it's like, hey, we got to get more than six places ahead of him. And Bert's like, hey, guys, tell me where he is, because I need, just need to be within six of him, and I win the championship, so back and forth. So we had a little, a little bit repetitive there, I would say. And Bobo, Bobo was in the race.
0: No, and Bobo was back there just waiting for the the knowing nod to cause him trouble, because he was, he was fully prepared to.
1: Yeah, but he never... You know, they, the Brown brothers met before the race, and I felt like Bobo was definitely just waiting before they started. Like, he just wanted to signal if that's what his mission was. And I feel like his brother kind of said, I don't want to win it like that, so we don't need you to go out, and your mission is to wreck one of them. Right. But then there is there are a few... Crashes during the course of the race. I feel like uh George or whatever his name, took out like half the field. And one, he ended up on top of someone else's car. Yeah. And was able to drive away. Yeah. <laughs> which was insane.
0: George then, George Brunhausel was the was definitely the weak link in the in the four that they decided to follow this season for oh, sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then Bert gets involved in one of these crashes. And, oh, no,
0: the car won't the start.
1: Car, the car won't start. But a, The season's, the season's <laughs> over, man. It's but a, done.
0: Again, this is Discovery or Discovery Go now overplaying something that happens literally 100 times during every dirt track race. It's like, oh, his car won't start. Oh, no, wait a minute. We've got 30 push cars out there to easily push start him right back in the race where he doesn't even lose a lap.
1: Yeah. So I well, think anybody no that's
0: anybody that's spent any time at the track, they're watching that and they're going, "Yeah, th- we're fine here. This is not a big deal." <laughs> you know. know, now if you know if the front control arm's hanging down, like then that, yeah, that's a problem. The car not starting, like there's there's a four hundred pound man on a three wheeler with a big tire like bolted to the front of it that could easily fix this problem. In fact, that's actually his job at the track is to fix that problem, and then you know pick like, up after the candy call, but. I
1: th- <laughs> I think uh, they clean up all the rice after the marriage. <laughs> start <and> finish line. <laughs> I think Bert was Bert was pretty panicked though. Well, and I think I anytime think that that anytime your
0: car anytime your car doesn't start, you're gonna panic because you know there are other other things that are gonna run off the electrical system. But once he got back and running again, you know, yeah. you're good. You see the you see the calm, reassuring voice of your crew chief on there, Spain, Like, hey cycle cycle all the
1: electronics, you're fine, you're gonna be fine, so we get back to racing, and Bert kind of charges to the front, but then he realizes you know last thirty forty laps or so that he's definitely within the you know the positions he needs to be to win the the title, but he notices that Bobo and maybe someone else is right near him, yep. And he does the genius thing of just kind of letting off the gas and letting them to buy where he's behind them. Yep. Cause at Which, that
0: point, all he had to do is not wreck.
1: Right. Which I think John Brown's one of his crew, you know, they've got him on the mic and he's there. He's kind of taking a shot at Bert. Like he doesn't have the courage to <laughs> drive up there with him. And I'm just thinking, well, he's just not, a, I mean, he has basic math skills <laughs> is what he has. He knows all he's got to do is finish, you know, the top seven or eight so what's the difference he's not worried about whether it's you know third or seventh or whatever so he just he's just hanging back and i feel like there's
0: a weird honor code among racers like point break dave knows about this but this whole like concept of no like no i'm gonna do this the right way and i, I mean i know for a fact back when dave and i were racing like if there was any kind of mathematical advantage to be had like within the within you know within the rules like you're always going to take that you know there there was a you know a time that point break dave and i were lined up against each other and and i believe in this instance dave really needed the round win for the point so what do you know tommy's car just didn't start <laughs> it was crazy <laughs> the and there was nobody there to push start me out. but yeah i mean yeah. you know if 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 the random luck of the draw p- puts you in a situation where you can help out somebody that actually has something to go like do you really lack the basic math skills to do that? Or or do you, uh, do you have this odd racing honor code of integrity of like, no, we're going to do this straight up. I mean, that's the same thing. Like when, uh, when Denny Hamlin gave Kyle his pit stall, why wouldn't you do that? He's got everything to run yeah. for. He's running for the world championship. Like right. you're and you, you're all your paychecks are coming from the same place. Why wouldn't you do that? And And anybody who has a problem with that, I'm not insulting any of your family here. Am I? No, not no, no. How can you have a problem with that? That's just that's just called being smart.
2: I could tell they, you the go ahead. I was gonna say they ask you if you won, not how you won.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say the, the right way to do things is when you're standing there holding up that trophy in front of in front of the crowd, not uh, not anything else. Yeah. Now, that's the only right way.
0: If you uh maybe had like poison ivy on your arm and then you faked like you were going to itch it and then got into a huge accident that caused Martin Truex Jr. to make the chase. Like then that might be pushing it a little bit too far.
1: Okay. I don't know if, it, if people are going to get your 2014 <laughs> NASCAR chase, <laughs> Richmond international speedway reference, but I'm right there with you.
0: But, we're, but like the, considering the fact that I tucked that reference in the middle of a segment that no everybody's already skipping through anyways, because there's one person that watched the show. I feel like it's okay in this instance.
1: Yeah. I think you'll be, I think you'll be all right. So we, we get closer to the end. Now we've had the, uh, dramatic Jason Myers speed through the pits, uh, you know, four tire change four he gets fresh out. ones. He's, he's at the, the back of the pack, but he uh, he didn't even lose a lap or anything. Got in and out of there real quick, and he does. He's hard charging through the field, but then he gets to Bert, and then he's got to make the play of: uh, well, do I try to get all the way to the front here, or do I just hang back here with Bert and basically just protect him? Right, just run from run defense,
0: protect his rear.
1: And then he says something that I don't believe in a million years, is that he'd do anything for Bert because he's his brother. <laughs> and I well, we don't believe that because we believe there's a lot of jealousy there. And if probably what you want to do is tear down all his trophies, but he protected him. And Bert Myers is your 2018 Bowman Gray season champion. But if what a ride.
0: But I'm here to tell you right now if the rocket had a switched cars earlier in the season, there's no way Bert would have won that championship because once the rocket switched cars, he was the class of the field and there was nobody that could touch him. He, there was nobody that was in two tenths of him the rest of the season. So you I think, think Bert, that... I think Bert's trophy has an asterisk, has an asterisk on it.
1: You think he's still got that new chassis for this season?
0: Well, I would assume that maybe he's finally learned his lesson that uh kind of similar to what I learned on the golf course is at some point you gotta just stop tinkering around and just go with what works. Okay. And you know what? There might be a chance that the three of us find <laughs> this out in person in 2019. Breaking news.
1: Yeah. There is uh there there are discussions of a mid to late June weekend yeah. trip to winston-salem north carolina but it's just in so... the event someone wants to obviously go out there separately not make eye contact with us or contact uh, of any form but if you want to go out there the same weekend that we do
0: yeah I may have a birthday uh coming around that time feel like it might be a pretty fun Pretty fun trip to get out of town. It's not too bad to uh, to get there from where I'm at. It's a little bit more of a challenge for you guys.
1: A little bit, but we're going to see if this can happen. And maybe we can get some audio from the from any of the major players. <laughs> so, you can go, you, you can get a pit pass and go back there, and you can talk to people and stuff. Because I met a bunch of the drivers when I went before.
0: No, and and I mean, and we know from watching the show that you might even like get run over by somebody speeding through yeah. the pits.
1: Yeah, dare dare to dream That'd so do you think
0: awesome. do you think if we do this trip like that you'll take southwest airlines so that you can just check the bag with your checkered and green flag in it for free or do you will you bring those as like carry on items onto the plane
1: <laughs> <laughs> um any way that I can get there
0: and you'll be I'll get there. you'll be wearing the McIntyre robe, waving the green flag,
1: <laughs> pointing t- to the front. I think, good, I think that's a good combo. Just to stand there in the McIntyre robe and then just slowly wave, slowly wave the green flag.
0: So wow. Speaking of standing, to get into that trip. Yeah, speaking of standing in the McIntyre robe, will you be standing at all? Uh, as they told me when I was watching Raw this week, in just three weeks. Will you be standing at all in Chase Field? Well,
1: it's funny you mentioned that. Oh, he's taking off the headphones. Headphones
0: are off.
2: Oh my goodness! It was
0: very, it was very labored. Do you believe
2: in miracles? Look at this.
0: Somebody needs to go out there and heal.
2: Somehow, somehow, in his dining room, he had a barbell loaded
1: up with four hundred pounds and squatting it as we're. <laughs> We are crutch free at this moment in time.
0: So what day did you become crutch free?
1: Uh within the last week we we ditched crutches all together. So, we are not uh limp free. We're still dragging the leg a little bit. Well, we they have free.
0: if you're limp, they have things that can take care of that. In fact, I've got one here at the house. I can bring to you.
1: I just put it in my knee. <laughs>
0: So what happened Sunday that caused the fake Paul Bearer to text me and say that he's very worried about your mobility on the trip? What did you do Sunday that that put him Nothing. at put him at a a concerned into a concerned state about your mobility for this trip?
1: Nothing. I, I'm sitting in a chair within ten feet of, of him after I've walked into the room and sat down and all of a sudden I get copied on <laughs> included on a text that says I think we should be really worried that Glenn three underscore 11 that we have to push him during the trip to the Royal rumble. And I just kind of looked at him. He just looks back and smiles. So I'll be, I'll be the only thing I'm worried about at all is just walking. If there's a, in a big crowd of people or depending on where our seats are, cause I can't remember how many steps I have to go up or down. And honestly, down is more difficult than up.
2: Well, we are on the floor, sir. Ooh. We for, are in what?
1: folding chairs
2: on the floor. For the Rumble? For the...
1: Oh.
0: If, if, we if Rumble had, or Raw? If we'd have got any better tickets to the Rumble, we would have a number 1 to 30 that we would have to... <laughs> <laughs> that at some point they would be playing our interest music. We are on the floor. Oh,
2: man. We are on the floor, like... We may be trying to figure out how to get the commemorative folding chair in the the luggage rack on the plane. Do you guys know? Well, I think Tommy already said it. We're within three weeks. Yeah. And as you guys can see in the uh, wall behind me, I took a page out of the Christmas advent calendar, and I have one with a wrestling ring and 30 men (laughs) (laughs) counting down the 30 days to the Royal Rumble. And every day I put one in the ring.
0: So in the advent <laughs> calendar, the the last day you put the baby Jesus in. So who's the last thing for the rumble? And if you say uh, anything other than Balor, then you're then it's a flawed calendar.
2: Clearly, it's John Cena getting number <laughs> yeah. thirty. Actually, it's r truth.
1: <laughs> yeah, I
0: was gonna say r truth already has number thirty locked up. So,
1: yeah, I think John Cena would have the initials taken care of there, and that. The McMahons have apparently just written him a huge check and said, You will now appear on all of our weekly shows <laughs> to save us Pulled from poor Raven. I will say this since the three
2: McMahons and Triple H speech, it has been better.
0: It was good. Just,
2: it was really the start good. The was was hot with the. And what I thought they did that was cool was the initial brawl when they first went on the air. There was no commentating. There was no commentators like that first like five minutes. Right. I thought that was a cool way to
1: start the yeah, show.
0: The only thing that bugged me about that, which was a great start, is then the entire time they're having that great street fight to end Raw, I'm like, well, Lashley's coming out for sure because they'd already teased it. And I was yeah. like, yep, yeah, he's going to come out and ruin another great match. And sure enough... Yeah, I'll tell you what's sad though. Like in the
2: initial one where they're they got the people out pulling them pulling them apart, you know, and it was like Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. <sighs> I need to go look into uh, some wrestling message boards, but the WrestleMania at Jerry World that I was at. Zack Ryder won like a seven-man Intercontinental Championship
0: ladder match. Yeah, this is true. Like, I I can validate it. this is true.
2: He was the champion and now a few short years later he's demoted to never being on the show except when he's pulling apart Bobby Lashley and <laughs> Seth Rollins. Like he did something that got him on the the bad list.
0: There was a, also um An interesting match for the women on Raw this week, which sets up now Rousey versus Sasha Banks out of nowhere for the Rumble. I'm actually okay with this. I hate Nia Jax. She now refers to herself as a 300-pound Samoan woman in all of her interviews.
1: She's Samoan? Samoan? It's pretty obvious. That guy's pretty
0: light. I think like more like four hundred pound. Well, it, uh, you think it starts with a
1: four? <laughs> Do you see how big God. she looked? Well, four hundred pounds is even for a Samoan. That's pretty big. But I'm a big fan of Sasha
0: Banks. I I uh, I'm going to put it in the call that she's going to beat Rousey clean in the middle. One, two, three. <laughs>
2: I won't take that bet for any amount of money. So, I need you. I need you guys' help because we're gonna be there four days for the trip. I'm gonna, guys. I'm gonna send you guys some pictures, and I want you to tell me which of my four Riot Squad T-shirts <laughs> to wear on which day. Man, I have to get
1: one while I'm there. I'll have, get have some plenty time. of them.
0: Yeah, I need to right I might need to do a little internet trolling to see what I'm gonna wear to the rumble.
1: Dude,
2: when we were at the uh the one in New Orleans, they had a uh souvenir stand inside our hotel. Like you'd <laughs> wow. get off the elevators and there was like a WWE kiosk with like four people working there selling replica belts wow. and t-shirts.
0: Well, and our odds are probably pretty good for this since um the fake Paul Berra has us changing hotels every single night. Like if there's not a <laughs> souvenir stand in the first hotel, we just wait a day and there might be one in the second hotel. So
2: he he went with the Royal rumble theme. Every two minutes we change hotel. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. It's going to be a fun trip. Though. So do you have it's any, a... uh,
0: I mean any early predictions for who's going to win the men's rumble?
2: I,
1: I think it's gonna be McIntyre. Man, I, I was leaning that way, but now with this whole uh, you know, Seth Rollins has gotta get back to where he was before and he's gotta be crazy and reckless and all that. I think they're setting him up to win it and probably then take on Lesnar at the at WrestleMania. But wow. I also read a theory that uh or it was more just prediction not theory that um i think they've done this at least once before but it would come down to mcintyre and rollins and they would both go out at the same time (laughs) so then they would both advance and then you'd have a triple threat match for a for the universal title at wrestlemania with mcintyre rollins and lesnar which i i'd have to like probably go Go have a pit stop somewhere for a few <laughs> minutes before and after that.
0: So what if we but, what if we thought outside the box a little bit? So they they suddenly so so they've had on SmackDown, they've had Daniel Bryan with the bell. They got it off AJ, but then they suddenly put AJ right back in a title match against him because they had that weird five-way match. So what if Styles beats Brian and then a shocking appearance by Kenny Omega wins the rumble, setting up Omega styles for WrestleMania. Could that happen? Do you
2: think that would dude. the place would go nuts, but would they waste,
0: would they waste all that on essentially a three month build when there's a chance they could get a lot more mileage out of it? That I don't know, but that would be a, a total swerve from everybody. That's just expecting Rollins expecting McIntyre uh just do something crazy like that but then i think they would only do that if he was going to fight aj at mania like i don't think they would do that to have him fight anybody but aj so yeah that the fact that they put aj back in a title match when it seemed like they were going to put him to the side out of the title picture for a little bit makes me wonder if that's not where they're headed with it but that i mean that's a that that's a that's like a got to be like plus 1000 in the sports book but
2: <laughs> i'll tell you one thing they um, another outside shot um, that they've been talking about pushing Big E for a singles run.
0: But that I, would don't, be a, I don't think you can do that, though.
2: I don't think you could build him in three months to be a legit threat to Lesnar, but I think at some point they'll push him as a single.
0: It's an interesting thought. Interesting thought, but no, I think, I think you guys are right. I think it comes down to Rollins or McIntyre, or as Glenn said, the shocking double elimination, which has been done before.
1: Yeah. The Rocky two (laughs) ending is what that is. Do we have any idea what the time frame is as far as, is Lesnar going to decide between WWE and UFC this year, or is he going to do both or like, there's, really, that co- that there's really not a reason he
0: couldn't do both. So, yeah, I mean, as little as he works in WWE anyways, I I think he's going to beat Strowman. Like, I really don't think they're going to let Braun win that match. I'd be real no, surprised. No, I don't think
1: so either. Yeah, I agree. And I think I that think could also be
0: up. one of those, like, matches that that doesn't end up being that big of a deal. It, because I think, I think that... Strowman still not fully recovered from whatever the surgery he had was. So I could see him being limited anyways, where it ends up being some kind of a goofy, you know, something happens match or there, you know, a quick finish because of, of some kind of shenanigans. I could see right. that happening.
1: Yeah. And that kind of ends his story at that point. Yeah. He kind of,
0: he kind of was white hot. And now like, I mean, I, I felt like even on raw Monday, like when he was out there, the crowd was just kind of like, eh, all right. He yeah, seemed like he had lost whatever steam he had behind him, and I still think yeah. I still think the the main 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 event at WrestleMania is going to be a women's match this year too. I mean, I think that's probably going to happen.
2: I think they're angling for that too. And so and two, that that oh, makes oh, a ahead.
0: question: Well, who who that's competing in outside matches also ends up in the Rumble because it would make sense for Becky to win the women's rumble, but she's also fighting Oscar. So I don't know if she's even in the match. So that'll be an interesting to see how that plays out.
2: So two quick things. One, several years, they have had Bovada odds on the Royal rumble. So keep that in mind for fun, fun things to do on the trip. Okay, so I just made a note of create Bovada account. <laughs> yes. I don't have
0: Get all it in on our truth He's coming in 30. That's a big advantage.
2: <laughs> Let's put it this way. One, one year, I put a decent-sized bet, and the person I bet on was eliminated by someone that had already got thrown out. <laughs> oh, no. So that's what happens when you bet on non-real
1: sports. Um, so... So having not watched any of these in forever, how long like, will the men's rumble last? Just that by itself. It, it should be uh, right at about an hour. hour. Yeah, right an around hour? an hour. Okay. Yeah.
2: Wow. So the other thing I was going to say is, and I'm going to come up with this, because as you guys remember on the baseball trip, one of the fun aspects was we had a private uh, fan duel Contest between us? Oh yeah! I'm going to come up with a point system based on their finish (laughs) in the rumble, number of people eliminated, and total minutes in the rumble.
0: Oh my gosh!
2: Salary? Oh my gosh! And we are going to create our own daily fantasy royal rumble. I mean,
0: I'm definitely, I'm definitely in. But this sounds like a immense amount of work for you. Yeah.
2: I'm not going to do it live. We're just going to look at the stats after it's all posted the next day. So
0: you're not not going to sit there with a spreadsheet during the Rumble?
1: No. (laughs) I'm just thinking of the algorithm figuring out the salaries and all the equations and all that kind of stuff. I got it. Apparently he's got some
0: time on his hands. Must be
1: nice. So have you actually tracked down a potential McIntyre robe for me to consider?
0: Let's just say some progress has been made on that front.
1: Okay.
2: <laughs> what Our our fourth traveling companion, have we got him a Paul
1: Bearer suit? <laughs> we need to do that and just spring it on him and be like, you have to wear this.
0: Yes, like, why are you putting flour all over
1: my face? Just go with it, buddy. <laughs> you don't need much. Man, I... It would be great if we if we could all pull off. Well, whoa, hey! Uh, <laughs> if we could all. Well, I
0: mean, we're gonna be in a hotel.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the square squared circle. Uh, if we could all find a wrestler character, whatever to dress up as, because obviously the I could do the McIntyre robe, but if if Daniel Bryan just cut his hair, just like cut his hair really short, I would absolutely get the yeses back shirt <laughs> just be and the super-sized daniel yeah, bryant yeah. i'd get one of the belts and have it uh that in an instant and i think i could uh i obviously have to get the the shirt and the the weird coat that he's wearing but i think i could pull off uh, again i think i could do that and i could also dress as dean ambrose i think i could <laughs> you could do that for sure you could do that one too yeah, so, I would I either we'll, I would we'll either see. be
0: Finn Balor or somebody in Lucha House Party probably.
1: <laughs>
2: well, Tommy told me he was going to go as Leo Rush, but I was like that's a bad bad idea.
1: <laughs> yeah. <he laughs> kind of a lot of details. Yeah, in
0: this PC era that we live in, it's probably not the best plan.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably uh probably not. So, uh looking forward though, we talked in the last episode our next, next x number of weeks are going to be highly uh true detective season three intensive can't wait so for those that didn't watch that show feel free to watch or not watch this one as well but (laughs) probably the next like seven or eight weeks that's what we're going to be talking about in addition to lots of not wrestling and not going to the royal Rumble.